Okay, so please find a chair and sit on the chair in such a way that you're not feeling the back of the chair uh, leaning against you or you lean against the back of the chair and allow your feet to be comfortably on the ground. I'm pretty sure that as a writer you have heard about this uh, phenomenon that horses do fall out at times, either on the right or the left rein. Maybe your own horse does that, or maybe your riding teacher who encounters that problem again and again and wonders how it can be solved. So hopefully this following 15 minutes will be of some use towards clarifying this puzzling, sometimes puzzling question. Okay, please put your hands on your thighs near your knees and move your left knee forward a bit as if to nudge something with your left kneecap. And do this movement for a bit so that you have time to observe what is going on. You will feel as your knee is moving forwards, your left knee, that of course your left thigh is moving forwards. Can you feel underneath your right hand that your right knee is moving backwards? And therefore the right thigh is moving backwards. And all this action with your knees and your thighs is only possible if the pelvis is allowed to turn a bit. And rest for a moment. And now put your hands back on your knees and now allow your right knee, therefore also your right thigh, to move forwards a few times. And notice how the left thigh, the left knee, is moving backwards. Interesting question. Does this feel easier, more familiar than the previous arrangement? Or is this less familiar to you? Or is it more difficult? Please don't make any effort. If it's smaller a movement, let it be smaller movement. If it happens to be bigger, just because it happens to be bigger, then acknowledge that, but don't add to it. And again, rest for a moment. And now as you're sitting, notice your two sit bones on the chair and ask yourself, are you weighing, weighting the two sit bones evenly or do you have a feeling, since you're asking the question now, that you're relying on more on one or the other sit bone to take your weight. So whatever you do at the moment, um, observe now what is happening for you with the weight of your sit bones as you alternate your knees, your legs. Once allow the left knee to come forwards, the left leg therefore, the pelvis turns a bit towards the right and then allow the right knee and the right thigh to come forward and the pelvis starts turning towards the left. And alternate from side to side like this, slowly, so you can gather information on what's happening, but not so slowly that it becomes difficult. And observe the weight on your two sit bones. Are you likely to lean more on one sit bone than the other in that process. And let's look at this more closely. 
please bring your left knee forwards and the right knee backwards and feel how the pelvis is turning towards your right. Are you guilty, in inverted commas, that word, of leaning more on your left hip bone as this is happening? So please, many times, allow the pelvis to turn a bit to the right with the help of the left leg coming forwards and the right leg coming backwards and be really honest with yourself. Have you got the sense that your left hip bone gets a bit heavier? If yes, then you have to answer to why your horse is falling out. If no, then there's no reason that your horse should be falling out. Or at least you're not contributing to it. Bring the right knee forwards now. Start turning your pelvis towards the left. And the same question, are your two sit bones remaining weighted the same? Or, again, are you, to use that word guilty, in inverted commas, of loading suddenly your right hip bone a bit more? Which would explain why the horse would be falling out towards the right when you have a left turn. Because the horse arranges its body underneath the majority, the, the heaviest point of your body. And if it happens to be the right sit bone, that's where the horse goes. So could you now, in your own time again, with the help of these legs moving forwards and backwards, turn the pelvis left and right and see if you can make the movement so small that there is no need for you to shift the weight. How small do you have to make it to get that sensation of basically keeping your weight even on both hip bones? Even if it's not totally even to begin with, but that would be another story. Make sure you're breathing and also allow yourself rest as often as possible. You can always stop for a moment and just sit back. Okay, put both your hands on your sternum. That's the breastbone that runs down in front in the middle of the chest. And start this turning one to the right and one to the left again. Allow the knees, the thighs to respond, one forwards, one backwards, so the pelvis can turn. And allow your sternum, that means your ribcage, to turn with the pelvis, not more not less, not following on, not starting, but coming precisely at the same moment in the rotation as the pelvis rotates. Imagine a line from the front of the pelvis, your pubic bones, up to your sternum. And in resting, that line is straight. And allow that line to remain straight when you're turning to the left or turning to the right. If you discover that you're allowing your sternum to lag behind or that your chest runs ahead, the pelvis, then that's an interesting discovery and your 
challenge is to say, can you allow everything to move at the same time? That creates clarity of your skeletal organization and the horse responds to clarity of your bones, not to the effort of your muscles. And again, just rest for a moment. in the same position again. Once more, put your hands on your sternum. It's a kind of nice orientation. Have your feet on the ground, stick the weight in the back of the chair. And as you start turning again left and right with your hands on the sternum, pay attention to your shoulders and allow the shoulders to be part of the same rhythm, of the same speed, therefore, and the same size as the turning of the pelvis and the turning of the chest. And at the same time now, allow your head to turn as well. Not more, not less, not ahead of the pelvis, not after the pelvis. If you find one part, be it the pelvis, the legs, the ribcage via sternum, the shoulder girdle, or your head, doing more, running ahead, so to speak, could you rein in that part of your body so that the horse feels you turn as a unit and nothing running ahead or staying behind. See yourself as a skeleton that we all are and feel your bones moving together with the same intent, turning left, turning right, giving that signal to your horse. And now whilst you're doing that, then it should be done in such a way that it's without effort. Allow your eyes, if they have not been involved before, also to get involved. Are the eyes in tune with your pelvis? with your sternum, with your shoulder girdle, with your head? Are they with equal ease looking to the right or looking to the left or not? And let it be again and just rest. Your head is quiet, your shoulder girdle, your pelvis, your legs, and you just allow your eyes to move left and right and observe the quality of the movement in one direction, the quality of the movement in the other direction. For most of us, there is a preference. And the line that you're drawing with your eyes may not be as smooth going in one direction as going in the other direction. And strangely, even that has a bearing on the quality of the turning. 
So as a last little exploration, I would like you now to look ahead and look at something that may not take your interest, but you can look at. And allow yourself to turn, you can put your hands on your stern, you can put your hands on your shoulders, you can put your hands on your knees. Turn your body, pelvis, ribcage, head, left and right. Remember the equal weighting of the sit bones, but let your eyes look ahead. So you're turning both of your eyes. Don't go far and make sure it's not uncomfortable. Just do it. Be curious what the quality of the turning is like when your eyes are not involved. And after a few movements turning your eyes, uh, keeping your eyes quiet, excuse me, and turning the rest of your body, allow the eyes to get involved. Does that change the quality, the ease, the clarity of the turning. So are eyes necessary for our locomotion? It's a very silly question, but in terms of movement, it's a very interesting question. Notice again the quality left and the quality right. And as you are now turning with your eyes, with your ribcage, the shoulder girdle, the pelvis, one knee coming forwards, one knee being slightly nudged, pulled back by the pelvis. Get a last sense of something, last, as a last piece, feel your spine. And feel how your spine is turning evenly from the tailbone up to the atlas, which is the first vertebra, the beginning of our neck. And imagine that in this turning, you're turning an internal rolling pin, once to the right and once to the left. And whilst that rolling pin is turning as a rolling pin, as one piece, you can be sure that you allow the rest of the body parts involved in turning to be in harmony. And that again gives clarity to the horse. Notice your sit bones. And now, Find something to sit on that gives you feedback and that's not the chair, so you have to find a horse and have fun with it and hopefully you have some interesting thoughts that will accompany your turning. Thank you for listening.